Dear Mitch, if you're reading this, you already know. It's Tuesday. We're, we're in the basement. He's Kevin Ricca. I mean, I don't remember Punxsutawney Phil coming out and just double birding the United States and especially the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area. A, a nor'easter streak. Happy first day of spring, bro. In a contract year. Sam Tarley. This is like Sam Tarley killing a White Walker in a contract year. This is what this winter is doing to us. We're joined by a uh, special guest this evening to take us through um, what is uh, the Audible's uh, dedication to the to the Washington Redskins offseason. It's offseason on the brink. Appreciate everyone uh, at Hawkshaven joining us this evening. Brent from Burgundy Blog, how you doing? Good. What's up, my dudes? Mm. Good to have a member of the of the league on again this month. Tremendous. <laughs> yeah, we have to join forces. We have to get through this. Um, and I, I'm ready to be through with the that queasy feeling that I ha- honestly have had uh, about this off season f- since it started. Um, there's been resolution. Really? In, yes, absolutely. Yeah, really? I know. I know. And I'm not the guy who feels like that. Um, I love individual stuff. Like, uh, and so Brent, right at the top of the show, I feel like we'll just lead right into some Alex Smith talk because. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Just like to get, because that's something to be happy about. I feel like, and I, I, I hate that people are taking that, trying to take that away from me and take that away from us. <laughs> He's a good quarterback. He's a great quarterback uh, for the system. Um, he's going to be just fine. We're going to produce on offense, especially at the quarterback position with Alex Smith. I, I'm not. It doesn't. We don't even have to be in the game of comparing him to Kirk Cousins. He's going to be a fine quarterback for the Washington Redskins. If we compared former former teammates, uh, complimentary post, you know let-go situations, this guy would be... He's crushing Kirk Cousins. I mean, these guys would lay down in traffic for this guy. You know, this is all we've heard, and we talked about it. And, you know, Kirk, maybe not so much. Nothing bad. It just, it's just kind of indicative, I think, of their personalities in the locker room and on the field. It's a good point. I mean, have, has there really been anything on social media or anything public from teammates since, uh, you know, since it became officially official that he was a Viking? Yeah, I mean, we, we were tweeting. I said, Kendall Fuller got tons of love on that very yeah. night. Uh, yeah. These guys from Kansas City, they're, you know, they're, just, they're writing tearful tweets talking about how oh, they wish they got this guy a ring. You know, I'm pretty sure that, you know, I, I'm reading in between the lines that it's don't let the door hit you on the ass on the way out, uh, on, you know, here in D.C. with the Kirk situation. At least D. Hall had a little something to say about that. Hey, and, and if you remember, so it's not that I just haven't wanted to hear it. Um, I was just happy with production at the quarterback position. People who read Hogshaven or, or go to Burgundy Blog or have uh, check us out at um, First Amendment Sports who are old enough to remember when we had great quarterbacking or a great system that uh, quarterbacks could, different quarterbacks could thrive in because between then and now, there's only been one guy for the most part, except for a little bit of Brad Johnson. There's only been one guy over like 20 years, really, who's been at least above average, if not better, and that's Kirk Cousins. And I put blinders on to so many things people said, because when Fred Smoot was down here with us that night, he shocked me a little bit all the way back, you know, over a year ago, 
by saying we weren't going to be great with ever with Kirk Cousins and that that era had to end. And I definitely didn't want to hear that. Nah. Nah. And then once again, with the fans, and I'm just saying, the farewell donations to Alex Smith's charitable foundation, $11 checks being written, you know, willy-nilly all throughout the Kansas City region. And, and, he, and he thanked them in that letter, another tremendous example of what type of guy he is and leader. You know, I, I, don't, I didn't see that happening from a fan base that was torn about Kirk. You know, and I think it's just become a kind of a meh situation. I mean, Brent. Yeah, I was I was thinking about this, and or I guess have continued to, even though we should be over old Cuzzo by now, I guess, <laughs> or we're supposed to be. But uh, I think we are. It's going to take me a little while, to be perfectly honest. But um, it wasn't us; know, it was I, him. I, was, <laughs> I think the epiphany I had recently is that I I, I think there just was not ever harmony between Kirk and his team and also to to a large extent to the DMV. I mean, I, I think that the RG3 stuff got in the way. I mean, clearly he, he was a good performer and he had many, many, um, you know, m- many fans and, and, and appreciators and I'm, I was the one among them. But, you know, I think, I think we've, you know, as, as a little bit more has, been flushed out about kind of you know how the final weeks and days of of uh his relationship with the redskins went it just really feels like i mean i think in terms of his um his goals his values his overall um underlying priorities in life i don't think there was really a vibe between kirk cousins and Dan Snyder and Bruce Allen and even Jay Gruden. I just think that they were always off by a tick. There was never, you know, they, they just, I don't think they ever felt comfortable with each other. And I guess I feel kind of after the fact a little naive for not having. I know felt that a, that's a little better. That's where I'm at. That's where I'm feeling too. I I, I think it is a little bit of a, a sense of naive, because you know, what I was going to say also, Brent, is like with Kirk being gone now. He's kind of like, because I'm with you, it's going to take me a long time to get over that, but I'm discovering that it has less to do with Kirk Cousins. In many ways, Kirk Cousins is like the t-shirt from Almost Famous, where like they set it up on the chair, and they're like, this t-shirt lets you say all the things that you don't want to say, because it's exactly, the, like all this pent up, whatever this is about Kirk leaving, it's just once again, it just was a, a shitty situation created yeah. by a factory that specializes in making shitty situations. <laughs> but doesn't he also, like, once he signed with Minnesota, didn't that make more sense than, it, than, than, sure. than any of the relationships we ever had of here? Course. It was like Fargo, too. It was like, oh, exactly. Kirk signing exactly. in Minnesota, don't you know? Like, now I feel like, oh, you're, he's where he belongs. We got, yes. a, we got a tough ass, like, who wants to be here, you know? I, I, yeah. And, and I think that, that I don't want to say corny, he was just a little bit of uh that Midwestern style. I don't, I don't know how to exactly say it, but yeah. That's he, exactly what I'm saying. I'm completely yeah, agreeing with yeah, you, Kevin. It just, yeah. it just, it was not, it was never a harmonious romantic match. And it was almost like it couldn't have been. It was, it was doomed from the start uh, or something like that. I Sometimes don't know. those and, are the ones, so, though, that you just. And now, can't now that I've from. accepted that, you know, I don't think that's just hindsight and making myself feel good about what's going on I, I think it, it feels truer now and, and now that I see that it's 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 easier to say and feel that the Redskins might be in a better place now than they were even a, a few months ago or a year or two years ago because it's just like that had to have been a very divisive force within the organization 
Hell yeah, and now you're reading about his old man talking about leadership of the, fr- of the franchise. Leadership. He must right. have said it 11 times. So, you know, I get it. He's gotten a few kicks as he's been gone, and we've given him a little bit. But, you know, we were so torn. The best part about this, I think, was the closure, and that now, it's not about the Kirk division anymore. That, you know, we're not, it's not about Kirk Cousins. We can have our city back. We can have our football team back. Everywhere yeah. we traveled, everywhere we went. You know, it's over, and we got a guy in here. We got a guy. But and to be fair. He's got, he's got a little more dog in him, and this is what I wanted, a little I, dog in my, in my QB. We got a guy, but the divisiveness of the Kirk Cousins era is, is the divisiveness that's been here. You know, Dan Snyder is a creator of divisiveness. Yes, this is, that is, that is so, a fact. So Kirk Cousins, for whatever party, and, and you know what? It strikes me, for so long I would have these arguments with, about Kirk Cousins with fellow Redskins fans, and they were... They were, you know, kind of knocked down, drag out sometimes. And I was always just shocked when I would run up against someone who genuinely, like, wanted bad things to happen to Kirk Cousins. Um, <sighs> and, they're out, and they were out there, and, um, and they're so happy now, uh, obviously. Um, but now that that's kind of pushed aside, um, for me, it's kind of like, you know, for Al- so, so here's the thing for Alex Smith. People who are going, people who are, you know, dishing out huge vats of haterade, you know, about anything that could possibly happen to the Redskins this offseason are going to be down about Alex Smith for whatever cliche, game manager, old, hurt, whatever. If, in Jay Gruden's offense, the quarterback can put up crazy numbers, and Alex Smith is capable of running someone's offense well. And he's capable of running this offense well. I mentioned Brad Smith, uh, Brad Johnson before when he went to um, Tampa Bay to play for John Gruden. To me, this is a very similar situation. And I think Alex Smith is um, way more athletic than Brad Johnson, who, who was an athletic you know, guy from Florida State. But Alex Smith is, is a better uh, all-around athlete than Brad Smith, honestly. And, and he's probably, he's probably a, just a, a slightly higher class NFL quarterback at, at this stage of the game. And he's going to Gruden offense. I mean... I'm not, you know, don't make your Super Bowl plans just quite yet. Uh, <laughs> but don't be surprised if he throws up crazy stats. And, and let's not make excuses for that. I think it's going to be great. Yeah, Doug Williams said, Jay Gruden's offense, the quarterback's going to throw oh, yeah. for 4,000 yards. But I think, I think Brent might agree with me here. I, I think our comparison likens to a Rich Gannon, another, yeah. another man who played for another Gruden. Who we let go, by the way. Oh, yeah, both those quarterbacks we talked about played in the yep. Super Bowl against each other after we decided and to go with Bill Jeff Callahan. George. And, and for, for Bill, Bill Callahan, Callahan, yes. All in the name of Jeff George did they all leave. Yes. <sighs> By God. Rob Johnson. But, yeah, I mean, you know, you check out Burgundy Blog, you get some interesting facts every now and then, and uh, I, I love it. And I love the fact that Rich Gannon was an MVP winner and at age 37 in a Gruden offense. Right, yeah. And had his best years, the four previous, leading up into that moment. That would have been the same age that our guy was last year heading into this contract that's supposed to be three, four years max. And look, man, he, they're, they're similar athletes. They have uh, similar you know, arms and similar leadership qualities running a Gruden offense. I'm, I'm, I'm really excited. He's going to produce. He's going to produce, and it's going to be at a high level, and you can give as much credit to Jay Gruden as you want, um, but he's... He's a Gruden. He loves his quarterbacks, and they just naturally flock towards older guys because they appreciate experience, and um, coaches like that will always put a premium on experience um, over, you know, 23 and, and, and a you know, stud athlete. Hell yeah, when Uncle Andy says dirty tough, 
you know, I think people listen. Mm -hmm. So, Brent, what was your, we're going to just do best and worst of the offseason so far, and that's just table worst for a while, because I I don't want to, you know, I feel like I already kind of let a little (laughs) negative out, you know, I I know people hate Alex Smith sometimes, and that's okay, but. Well, I just, I want to let Brent know real quick. Yeah. Ken and I also almost got into a fight last week on the podcast. Oh. It was great. It was amazing. Oh, I heard it. it was, it's never we happened never, before. Ever. That was never. We were, that was. There was physical contact. My wife let me know. There was physical contact. Yeah. <laughs> I reached across. I reached across the, <laughs> the Mendoza line. So there goes my best part of the offseason. So I just wanted to throw that out there real fast. So. That's good pos- podcasting drama right there. <laughs> I'm really playing it up right now. I'm doing the Don King thing. I, I well, when you know. Listen, he's wrong just very rarely, you know, Brent. I guess you've got to say. Um, I got, you know, his whole life is football. You know, fathers, uh, uncles, brothers, coaches, players, the whole nine. So I feel like, you know, I got to really – I better feel strongly about something if I'm going to disagree. If you're going to strike me on a podcast, yeah, yes. you Also, but that, that's right. If it has to get physical, I mean – it's not, you know, if it has to get, that's what, pod, that's really right, what I, why Brent, I got into podcasting. Brent, what is your best part of the off season so far, brother? <laughs> Sorry, um, I sidetracked us. The best part of the off season is probably getting, getting that quarterback stability, but we just talked about that. So I'll go sure. with, with re-signing our guy in the middle, Zach Brown. Hell yeah. That's a unifying signing right there in the, in the 202 yeah. and surrounding area. I think everyone's on board there. I don't think you got anyone I that's going to fight you. I think he's. I think he's. He is uh, a, a true difference maker. They got him for, um, you know, I've, I've, in, in my opinion, a, a great value of a yeah. contract. It's still a little mysterious to me. I mean, I guess the knock on him is that he's not. He's not uh, an elite coverage linebacker. I, I think that that knock is a little bit overblown personally, but I think that he continues to be underrated and undervalued. And in this case, it's to the Redskins benefit. I mean, I just think that they're, uh, uh, granted, he did not transform them, their, them into a, um, a, a top tier rushing defense as an overall unit. But um, I mean, I think he was a key step in, in getting them there eventually. And he really pops off of the film when you watch him. And I'm, I was just thrilled that they were able to keep him. Yeah, and, and fundamentally speaking, linebackers are not built to be great pass defenders against right. these athletes. Right. This is this is the, everyone knows that way before the season starts. Yep. It just seems to be the uh, you know the keynote phrase that people like to say. And so what? Yeah, Th- these guys are animals. These guys go sideline to sidelines, and this guy's a, a werewolf beast. I mean, he made a million open field tackles last year that saved you know third and five when he pulls a guy down at you know three yards short. In the open field, one-on-one, running someone down. I love it. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry I can't guard a wide receiver in the red zone or a beast <laughs> tight end. You know, your, your fault, Zach Brown. I mean, but still, what a great deal for everyone. You know, mostly the good guys. I mean, you got you to applaud the front office on that. I mean, that's, I mean that's, totally that's your best over – would you say that's better than Alex Smith, Kevin? No. No. I, I, but I do love it. I do love it. I, look, you know how I feel about the quarterback position, so I can't. You know, that, that, I never thought we would get that amount of stability if, the Kirk, if Kirk Cousins was not here. I never dreamed. We talked about it weeks before, and we all agreed Alex Smith was kind of a pipe dream. But, yeah, we yeah. kind of wiped him out. Yeah, that'd be our first choice. But, you know, we're looking at a Bridgewater situation. You know, I think that's kind of what we were yeah. racing for. I mean, A.J. Wow. McCarron. I, I, I saw right. a, an Tyrod entire Taylor. season with right. A.J. McCarron as our quarterback. I saw it already. Um, <laughs> and it was a beautiful, beautiful 8-7-1 season. And I won't tell you. 
um, who we tied. <laughs> and I don't want to ruin it. Uh, I, I so for me, Alex Smith and, and Zach Brown are, are obvious. I'll throw out one more because I I was thinking about it. And that see, Paul Richardson signing. It's not because of how much I love Paul Richardson. It's because of I uh, the fact that it was a need. Um, I thought his value was exactly what it was supposed to be. Uh, we don't we didn't overpay. I I think he immediately fills a a role, but it's clear that Jake Rudin has his sights set on using him, you know, in some kind of super smart genius way, um, which is exciting. Um, and and for the most part, I think outside of Alex and Zach, you know, it's not we're we're not we weren't part of like that exciting NFL extravaganza thing that happened over you know less than a week. Of, you know, when everyone seemed to be trading with everybody and everyone was moving around, and, and we just weren't part of that. So for me, like the getting Paul Richardson, it makes our offense better. Um, I'm interested to see what Jay Gruden does with them. I think Alex Smith makes. Paul Richardson better than Russell Wilson made him in, in Russell Wilson's offense. And, and I think that it, you know, and I think that it, uh, it keeps us from doing anything rash. If like a Cortland Sutton or somebody slips to us at number 13, um, I don't think that, uh, we have to worry about that now. Yeah, and apparently Paul himself thinks that he was not utilized properly in Seattle with the skill set that he's bringing, uh, you know, across the country. So, that, that is exciting to me. Uh, I also want to say to Brent, with this whole deal with Paul, uh, Pierre Garçon, a guy who demanded a trade midway through his last season here, who's kind of been trolling the skins as, you know, the lack of wide receiver production, gives a glowing, glowing recommendation to Paul Richardson about Jay Gruden and the offensive staff and that they will utilize him properly and it's a great place for him to go. That yeah, took me by surprise, that? man. That really yeah. did. Yeah, he said Richardson alluded to that multiple times. I mean, you know, you, how many times have we heard that in recent years? You well, know? we did Pierre right. I mean, we gave him a billion targets, uh, and, you know, which resulted in him being, you know, a huge cash cow for the 49ers in the year one of that contract. So um, he performed for the, for, for the Washington Redskins. But who, if you, th- if you think about it, you know, it's a great place for receivers and quarterbacks, this offense. It just is. If you can stay healthy – you're going to get numbers. And if you, if you know how to run routes, you know, like Pryor apparently couldn't. Except for last year's receivers. But, uh, yeah, you know, except for those guys. Yeah. Except for those guys. So I'll lead off with worse because for me it's easy. I hate signing Dallas Cowboys. I, I, don't, I don't know what Skandrick is going to do for us or not. He's played forever for the Dallas Cowboys. I hate it. I hate when someone goes from a star on their helmet to the Redskins helmet. I hate it. And I'm never going to get over that feeling and that to me that just it it's a little bit soul crushing I, I hope he makes the game winning interception for a touchdown against Dallas or Philadelphia or the Giants but to me it's like I see Skandrick and I think cowboy how do you explain that to your seven year old <laughs> I know man yeah. well I don't know what do you think about Skandrick there Brent yeah, I mean, that would have been my choice, too. I'm not really thrilled with that signing for a few different reasons. I could get past it sentimentally. I just don't really think it was a great addition because um, I suspect he's in steep decline. But hopefully I'm wrong about that. You can get uh, over it sentimentally? Well, I mean, it's, you know, uh, to me. Who hurt you? Yeah, I guess I can. I don't I don't struggle in this. I, I, don't, I think that he, you know, if, if the player himself is, uh, you know, it finds no prohibitive 
uh, emotional factors, you know, then then I, I think then yeah, I can get past it too. I mean, it's, maybe he's just chasing that paper. But if he's ready to dive into the rivalry on the other side, then I say hell yeah, let's do it. Let's let's let's. I hope you're right. Hey, I'm, I'm with you right. guys. I'm, I'm I'm with you guys both on that one. I just uh, you know I get we wanted a veteran presence. I think I was just hoping that it wouldn't be from a cowboy who you know. I don't think all those cowboy fans are so sorry to see him go. And I don't think so either. Yeah, it's just kind of like a. Eh. But you know, I don't have it as an F. It's more of a C type deal, C minus. You know, we, yeah. we we needed a nickel guy with some experience, and we got a bunch of young guys on that side of the ball. He's a ten year vet in the league. Uh, you know, let's hope for the best, I guess, on that part of it. I mean, ideally, you get through summer with Dunbar, Moreau, and Norman locking down the top three positions um, in some way, shape, or form. Uh, and, and if that doesn't happen, to me, it's it's a bad situation. You, you're, you're putting a warm body, you know, uh, up. I mean, I, I don't know. Like, Brett, do you think Holsey is going to step up in any material way this season? I think he could, but yeah, I do. I think it probably would be a little bit irresponsible to count on that. I will say, I, I was just earlier today watching an interesting clip of Fred Smoot on 980, and he predicted that by the end of the season, Fabian Moreau would be the best corner on the team. Hell Whoa. yes, hell yeah. Well, oh, I've been in the tank for him since we got him, but I've been in the tank for Smoot, but man, he says some crazy ass shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Josh Norman and Fred Smoot must not get along all that well. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, of course, Josh Norman's the best guy out there. When he's, yeah, but you heard what field. Fred just said. I think Fabian Monroe. So I don't know more or less than I don't definitely don't know more than Fred Smoot. I'm sure I know less, and I certainly don't know more than the, the experts who know that Josh Norman is awesome. I don't know more than any of those people. Um, but every time I had a chance to watch 31 last year when I was at FedEx. And he was on the field for the most part for special teams. He came in a lot of late games. I was just fixated. I think he's. I think he's good. I really do. I. I yeah. I don't. I think he's. He, and what what, what? what? What plays were that? Were they meaningful? Pro, you know, probably not. I mean, he wasn't a factor for us last year. But I like the way he played. And he's I. He's a think first round talent. He's a first round talent. He's he's going to be really good. But in all fairness, Brenton and Ken, I, I sat in this chair and listened to our man Fred Smoot here about a year ago tell me that he was going to be the first black business owner on Mars. Also, mm -hmm. the first professional <laughs> black bowler sponsored by Trojan and KY. So, that's a fact. So, uh, check the, check, no, no, check the no, tape. That, that's just specific to this room that I'm sitting in. Yes. So, yeah, that happened here. Yeah. And I, that means that uh, let's go, Fabian Morrell. He did. He, I, I never got his, you know, he. I guess maybe he thought he could be a professional bowler. The longevity, I think that was what. Yeah, what he, he hated he that Bettis do. got all the credit as the best uh, NFL bowler. He's yeah. like, man, I crushed Bettis. Yeah, <laughs> that was a big deal for him. He was like, man, I crushed him at All Star Weekend, NBA All Star Weekend, NFL, but Pro Bowl Weekend. He said he's got him in the back pocket. So, I'd like to add another potential worst thing about the off season, yep. and I want to note up front that this is something they still have plenty of opportunity to rectify, but I'm disappointed to the, that, that so far they've not added an impact interior defensive lineman to help yeah. stop the run. Is Hankins coming? Is, has he already signed somewhere that I didn't see today? Or I think that he's still an option, as far as I know, but uh, you know, it doesn't seem like it's uh, yeah, imminent. It wasn't, it wasn't love at first sight for everybody. Yeah. Well, after the, after the wine and dine heydays when no one left the building and everyone got a gigantic deal, I think I've just been like a dog beaten. If they get out of the building, I think it's over with. Uh, yeah. you know, 
I mean, that's not fair. I'm just saying that's how I feel. And, you know, if Hankins was here, right here, first place after he got cut, we had him. You know, but, I, you know, I kind of yeah. don't mind our semi-responsibility in that, in that regard. Uh, you know, the guy yeah. signed for three years and $30 million, so he's looking for a chunk of change here. And I guess it's a wait and see. But I think we've done a good job of waiting for these guys to get cut and, and pounce. And, and the contract change, the um, McLean contract change, right? Yeah. That was what we were talking about before yeah. the show. Yeah, yeah. That frees up that money. It frees up money. I mean, I think um, I think they, they probably gave Hankins a number, and probably Hankins gave them a number, and they don't match yet. And it, there's, there's, there's teams with money. So if he wants to be here at this point, that's a possibility, but I don't think there's there's word yet that he's necessarily going, you know, visiting anywhere else. I mean, that that would probably be the next thing that would decrease my right. confidence level. And I'm with you. I, I like the one thing we were talking about here, Brennan. I, I am with you. I want, we need that guy. I, it doesn't need to be a you know a plus guy. We need a, and I don't want it to be a warm body either. I just don't want to be pigeonholed on draft day. Yeah. I don't. Right, bingo. Uh, exactly. Yeah. My, that's exactly my thing. I don't know. So I, uh, other worse. There's, there. I mean, so people are are down on Alex Smith. People are, I guess, a little bit freaking out that we don't have a third round draft pick, um, which is also tied to, to Alex Smith. Um, people, for, I've I've heard um, at, very recently that people hate signing former Dallas Cowboys. I heard that, um, but to me. The first and second rounds, we're going to get two two starters. We have to get two starters. I mean, yeah, Jay Gruden said a D lineman and a running back, right? D lineman and a running back. <laughs> <laughs> and I and if that is true, then I will. I I think, I think we can roll into some games with this with this team. Yeah. I mean, we're not going to be prohibitive favorites in in every single matchup. But I'll take Gruden's offense with Alex Smith at the helm, and I'll take you know the defense that we're that, that's shaping up. Um, because we're gonna because we're adding a defensive rookie. Yeah, let me just take this moment to yeah. let everyone know. Uh, due to the ice storm locally around here, there's a reason why our main man T Stracken is not here tonight. I don't know if we made that evident. Uh, uh, you probably did. I didn't hear you. We, we uh, I think we did it off camera. Yeah, we before. did it off. But T can't be here tonight. Uh, locally, we're getting hit with a bunch of ice. It's mm. you know eight to twelve inches coming, and obviously. Uh, but that means we, we can't do any handicap humor because we did say if we were to draft Vita Vea and Sony Michelle that I said we should stand up and applaud. And then he threw something yeah, at me and yeah, reminded me that. He got know, a little upset about that. you know, I think we should all just applaud. And I think we would if that was the case. I mean, oh, is, yes. is, is, that, is, that, you know, is that fair? Is that fair to you, Brent? We come away with that? With, all right, all right, we come away with. I'd v- be more than satisfied with that. Hell result. yes, hell yes. All right. You know, the Redskins Nation might be becoming more unified. After we get the main divider, well, it could happen. Yeah, the main divider I know is up top, like you said. But yeah, you yeah. know, on the streets, you know, that was the best part about Mondays after a big W growing up in the heyday. I think I I feel confident enough in in what's possible that I think even T is going to start kind of uh, getting into it a little bit earlier earlier in the season than you otherwise normally would. Sure, and and to be fair to T, on the first big snow of the year every year, he goes penguin style down Holy Cross Hill. Yes, That's been his thing. He's a man of tradition. Until that and one who, guy died. Who are we to break it? So, that was a hell but, of a yeah. collision. No, I think he would be. He can't argue with that. We're all... And you know what? I just have I just have one thing that's driving me nuts. I keep going back because Vita Vea and Deron Payne. Uh, do, you have a, do you have a preference, Brent? Uh, I, I, it's killing me. 
Yeah, it's a tough one. I, I, I don't, I'm not sure I feel positive one way or another, but I really kind of, I'm really kind of hoping that this, that this pick number, number 13 right here, I, I've just got this, I mean, maybe, maybe this is overwhelmingly obvious for every single year, but I, I've, just, I've just got a hankering for a freakazoid. I want somebody who's, who's like a mutant, just athletically, you know, potentially transcendent. And to yeah. me, you know, Vea's combination of size and athleticism means that if he hits the top part of his spectrum, if he hits his ceiling, he could truly be a Haloti Nada type. And then, and then the other one to me, who I think if he maxes out and hits on all cylinders as a pro, is Derwin James. I think oh, those yes. are two guys that are just—they will just basically rewrite their positions, you know. And you know, you you might be swinging for the fences there, but that's why I like those two. Yeah, those are a couple X Men. There's no doubt about those big mutantes. Now, which one? Which one? If they're both sitting there at 13, staring you right in the face? I'll take. I'm taking Derwin tonight. Correct. Okay. That's you, that is the right answer tonight. I know. John Tears asked me, he said, you keep sounding like you're more of a Derwin James guy. I'm holding strong to the 350-pound monster in the middle, but you know, it, 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 is, it is 1A versus 1AA. It's not even 1B. It, yes, that's, that's, a, that's a loud applause, and, a, and, a, and a, I mean, that's a celebration when we get either one of those. very, very exciting. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that said, and because I've, I've, from... Once back, I've been a Derwin James guy, but that's because I never thought Quentin Nelson would become a, would be available at number thirteen, and I still, in my heart of hearts, don't think that's the case. So, I, uh, for however many weeks now, I've always caveated my Derwin James love with. In all fairness, if Quentin Nelson falls to number thirteen, I'm racing to the podium with his name. I think the world knows Jay. Gr- Jay I don't think Jay Gruden has any interest <laughs> in that whatsoever. Obviously. Um, but that would be me. Quentin Nelson, Quentin's on the way, far side style. I'm going straight straight to the podium, um, drafting him, and I'm putting him next to Trent uh, on the left side. Uh, and to me, that would be a huge, huge win for us. But Derwin James, um, I think he's your freakazoid, Brent. I mean, I think he's, yeah. he's, he's yeah. the, 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 the Half man, half beast. Dime backer, both safety positions, slot corner. What, 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 he can do whatever. He can do whatever. It's kind of amazing what you're able to accomplish with a guy like Derwin James in your mm-hmm. defensive secondary. Oh, yeah, and you look around and you got a Monte Nicholson, another guy with that type of athletic. I know. Maybe not that type, but, you know, a long freak who covers a Harvey ton of Clemens. ground. Harvey Clemens. All of a sudden, you got guys, yeah. you got guys all over the place that, that are already on our roster. You know, and then the Sue Quavens question well, pops up. That's someone we thought was on a high level as an athlete. I think he's gone. I really do. Yeah, I, I think I, he's gone. I, mean, I think they're putting a high price on him. Oh, so Brent, uh, is Sue on this roster in week one? I'd be very surprised. Well, listen, he just what are, what are we going to get? He just switched up his agent to a Denver-based guy. He's been liking every mm-hmm. Denver Bronco-related thing on Instagram for the last three yep. days in a relentless fashion. I mean, you know, he's not a real subtle guy. You know, this, he's not. This, he is a millennial with a capital M. And, you know, this is kind of how he kind of expresses his feelings and tones with Kardashians down to, uh, you know, the cops in Northern Virginia. I mean, he doesn't oh, yeah. give a damn. So, so, you, so, Kevin, what you're saying is he already knows that there's going to be a deal between the Redskins and the Broncos. I mean, you know, I just think where there's smoke, there's got to be some sparks. And, you know, they got multiple. I think Denver has two-thirds, two-fourths, and two-fifths or something, oh, something like that. They got... They got stuff to work with. Yes, they do. Um, and we can wait till draft day for that if that's 
what it's all about. Uh, I got no problem whatsoever with that. Brent, I'm with you. I don't think he's a Washington Redskin uh, in week one. Um, I was thinking we would compare and contrast this a little bit because, you know, between what happened last offseason and what happened this offseason, I think for so many years now, and, and I think it's a lot of it's tied to Kirk, uh, you felt like they had something that they could build on, um, you know, that, that, that they've taken, you know, obviously steps backward from that uh, what winning record they had two years ago. Uh, um so you don't – you lose Kirk, you lose some things, and you feel like you're not necessarily stepping up. What's up, dude? Oh, good to see you, sir. The juice is in the building. The juice is in the building. What's up, Kev? Um, so, I don't know. I just – I feel like last off season, I thought a lot of the good things were on the verge of happening, but that necessarily was going to go that way. Uh, McLovin gets fired. Um the, the train kind of derails. That was just a bitch slapping, by the way. God. <laughs> uh, so, then I'll put the question to you, Brent. Like, are, has this offseason been better for you than, la- than last offseason? Uh, I, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I think the, the McLuhan thing was just a wretched stain. Uh, I'm, I'm happy to have that a full year in the rear view. Um, you know, I dis- I'm disappointed that, that the team – wasn't wasn't able to do more with with their relationship with Kirk Cousins, but I think that die was cast a couple of years ago, um, and so yeah, I'm I, I think that this uh, this is an upgrade. This is an interval improvement. That there's uh, all the reasons that you laid out earlier for uh, caution to optimism are are realistic, and um, and it, it's it's going to be a relief to I think hopefully. To, 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 to a lesser extent, at least, not not be arguing with fellow Redskins fans on Twitter every Monday about how much the quarterback sucked or didn't. You know, I mean, it's just like I, it's 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 a huge relief. It's a it's a it's everyone unburdened at this point um, with something that wasn't entirely uh, related to what was happening on the field. So this is a better off season than last season. Unburdened is exactly how it felt physically. Well put, sir, because it was. It was, and, and I was a Kirk Cousins fan. I was like you guys. I was on Team Kirk, uh, you know, two years ago when we were yelling and screaming at T. I think he physically struck me also. Yes, uh, he did. Yeah, he, it, it, he was like, oh, show me more. I want to see more. And I was like, you know, there's no time in the NFL. And, uh, you know, that was two years ago. Now there's no time. <laughs> there's no time. You better be right in your evaluation because you are not getting a sample size on the field unless you, your team goes 0-6 to start the year and you just play a bunch of rookies. You just don't have yep. that time. You have to trust your scouts. You have to trust your GM. You have to trust the whole process, and that's why these teams that are fantastic from ownership all the way down to quarterback and special teams are the ones that are in it, and that's what Philly pulled off this past year. Yep. I mean, and now they're just signing D linemen willy-nilly, so I'm kind of thinking maybe we should get a little slice of that. I mean, Philadelphia has a has a great quarterback, and what Nick Foles and they did, didn't even need him. Well, I know that's <laughs> what Nick Foles did is is miraculous because I think Carson Wentz is great. Um, so that just makes me even more afraid of the Eagles because clearly their position coaches are amazing um, because they they came back from some cr- you know crazy injuries. That that, that was kind of I guess also part of the melancholy nature of, of the offseason for me is. Um, 
you know, now the Redskins are the last team in the NFC East, uh, you know, the longest Super Bowl drought. Um, mm-hmm. And because of Philly's offseason last year. I know. I know. And the Cowboys still have Dak, still have Zeke, uh, which has been enough, really, for, uh, against us. Um, and the Giants. Most, mostly Zeke. Yeah, mostly Zeke. Um, and, and, and the Giants just do it. Even when they suck, it, it's still competitive. So for me, it, treading water it, it might, may be a lofty goal for, for us. And I look at what the moves we made this offseason and really hanging the hat on Alex Smith. I mean, I think we're doing more than treading water, and I'm just trying to find a reason to get excited about this because, because I, you look around and, and it's it, it is his dog eat dog out there. There is nothing fun about looking at. I mean, hey, if we say our prayers yes. and eat our vitamins, maybe we get some health going into this season. Because yeah. no matter what you do, no matter what anyone does, and and Philly overcame Jason Peters, and they did a bunch, and it's all about health and injuries. And with what we had to do last year, it was just not happening, man. It was not happening. So we go in with this defense at our two deep heading in. I think we got talent, speed, athleticism across the board. We definitely need, obviously, some front-line help. But, man, our, our starting linebacking core all of a sudden looks pretty damn good to me. You know, you look around, you're like, wait a minute. Preston Kerrigan, Mason back to plug up the middle, and then the, the maniac running sideline side to sideline, Zach Brown. That's a nasty four right there. It really is. Yeah, well, Alan Ioannidis and Lanier coming off the bench in a type of rotation with someone else. And it has to be one of the Mac brothers stepping up, and I think it's going to be McGee, not McLean. But, yeah. you know, Let me just ask you this right before, before we change subjects. The Hankins thing, does that stop you from drafting Vita Vea or Payne? Yes. Yes? Yeah. I don't, it's, it's, I'm not sure. I'm on the – Maybe it might. It it depends who else is there. I mean, you want to you want your best player, you know. But like, if if they if they like us are having that question about, ooh, is it Derwin or Vita? Derwin or Vita? But then you've got Hankins in you know in hand. Oh, that's Derwin all, all day. All of a sudden, your choice is easy. Sure, no doubt, no doubt. But say 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 it all went wrong. Say the quarterbacks didn't go nuts by you know one less quarterback. Just say Derwin's gone. Say it's Payne and Vita sitting right there, and then your options yeah. are. You know, because, look, everyone talks about trading down. It's not that simple. Because, you know, it would be nice, yeah, trading back four, picking up Derwin or Vita. I mean, uh, I don't yeah. think Derwin will be there. Picking up Vita or Payne, and more likely Payne at that point. Trading back a few and picking up that third. You know, yes, yeah, in a perfect be, world. But sure. I hate when people say that because it's just it's too easy to say out loud. If you've got to stand on the pick, if you have right. to stand there and you have to make that pick, to me, if we sign Hankins and James is gone and quarterbacks are, you know, screwed it all up, then you know what? I'm taking a corner. There's a couple of corners that are going to go in the first round, um, yeah. and, and we've been drafting corners well, and I don't think you can ever go wrong drafting. Why are you ruining my hock of dreams at midfield at Redskins Stadium? It's all I want. It's I know. all I want. You know how I feel about the Polynesians. This is an amazing people. Yes. You know, if the unification listen, of the Redskins. You could, you could sign Hankins and draft Vea. And you still wouldn't have as many badasses on the defensive line as the defending Super Bowl champions. Yeah, that sucks. They got to cut someone here eventually, right? I mean, I think they have to somebody has to go. They can't just have all these assholes. I mean, what are they? Are they? I feel like they're doing so, like they're secretly also forming like a uh, a rugby squad or maybe uh, some kind of a you know yeah. maybe like a, they're filming a calendar. I think they're filming a calendar. By the way, they're film they're, they're shooting a calendar for sure. Defensive lineman. 
Howie Long's yeah. kid is like the greatest human Worst being on planet ever. Earth right now, and and people want to be around this guy. I mean, why not? I mean, he, he he's he's been ridiculous. He's like a philanthropist. He played last season for free. Yeah. I mean, God yeah. bless it. We need some D line. Fellow Wahoo representing. Yeah, that's a, that's a fact. And uh, is, hey, is uh, Galette coming back? R.I.P. Homeboy. Uh, we don't need to bring it up here. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, know I, w- I weighed even mentioning that. And I've uh, I've never mentioned to you who my team is and where my dad played his college football. And uh, I'm a Blue Devil, my friend. And I. Oh, and, no, and I have re- uh, I have I have refrained, as you noticed on uh, Burgundy Blog. My uh, my Grace Allen defenses, so uh, we can we can leave that we can leave that <laughs> to love him. Offline convo <laughs> <about Grace and laughs> yeah, he's. It certainly does. You know, we've always been on the same page, but I just wanted to let this one. I wanted to leave this one to the side, and uh, and you notice I didn't comment before or after because I am an ACC diehard. And, uh, I'm gonna slide into your DMs tonight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is that's basement worthy. We're gonna have to uh, isolate that one and bring it back for sure. Um, uh, is Glad coming back next year? I lean yes, and I hope so. That's that would be unexpected to me. That would be the unexpected signing. I didn't think for a million years. We were getting Breland or Galette back on this, this team. I thought that was just like, forget about it. They're going to get paid. They're gone. Why the hell isn't Galette signed? See, I, leave. Yeah, I agree with you, but I think Trent Murphy leaving might have changed things a little. All right. And then I've been tweeting about it. He's like, I watched the guy not play last year and get $7 million. I'm watching yeah. guys that have no resumes getting paid. And I get it. When you have two Achilles, that changes it. But, you know, I thought he was pretty good last year, and he can only get better if he stays healthy. I lean towards no, but yes, I want him back, no doubt about it. And I did say to Ken outside right before we walked in here, I said, you know, Breland on the thing with the, the crazy, uh, you know, foot, like, what did he cut his back of his foot, heel? Like, it's like he got a, like a zipper blister, on the bottom of his foot like, yeah, that, like, some gets terrible stuck. Infection. And just, yeah. And, you know, sounds like that infection might... Might be an opportunity for us to give him a one-year, four million dollar prove it. I think <laughs> I think Negan hit him on the foot with his uh, barbed wire bat. Yeah. I think that's what happened. No Walking Dead guys here, Brent, uh, Kevin, Brent. I know this. Don't I, look right I, at I think, me, knowing I don't watch, and make me <laughs> make me say that in, the, in front of oh, all you know, Someone got that. I'm probably it's probably uh, Keegan, Keegan or, or or John. Um, I think I. He, for, you know, he's played with it. He's had the injury since he was a kid. The bottom of his foot is split. He re-injured it. He needs to have surgery on it. And people are like, uh, "Yeah, we're probably not going to sign you to a fresh contract with a split open foot that, for that you've had for your entire life." It's like yeah, physicals get weird. You find <laughs> yeah. some stuff out. Uh, don't worry. The results of your physical before this podcast will remain confidential. Um, Go, Brent. God, so Jesus. don't worry. Uh, I mean, yes. Breaking news update, guys. I peeped Twitter just now. I see a retweet from Chick Hernandez. It says somebody saying Jordan Schultz reporting that the Redskins have made an official offer, at least, to Pernell McPhee. So that may have some implications on our Junior Gillette. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Joe ISG might be uh, playing elsewhere because, you know. That's Pernell. interesting to me. I, I know. Pernell showed a little juice. You know, he's. I would have taken Gillette over Purnell, but I, I but whatever. Yeah. We're not talking. About, I, I would, too, no doubt about it. We're not talking yeah. about uh, guys who are going. I mean, if we're, you know, we if we're, if our whole season comes down to some of these guys, um, like I said, you know, in other issues, that probably means plans A through D have already, you know, been blown up. Um, yeah. I don't know. 
All right, uh, Brent, we'll let you get out on a positive note. Have you? We've all looked at the schedule. We kind of, you know, kind of know who we're playing. I mean, to you, what's your, what's your, what's the game on, that you've circled already? What's the game that you think that that uh, not that the season's going to come down to, but that you're most look, the matchup you're most looking forward to watching? Mm, I don't know. I don't. I don't think you know. I I don't really look. I'm, I'm not one of those that looks so far ahead at the. Um, at the matchups, I guess, and then you know when 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 the actual scheduled dates come out and and everyone is sizing it up. I just I've, I feel like I've learned over the years that the the teams you think are going to be easy walks just aren't, and vice versa. So um, I'm not sure I have a specific one other than you know than the, the NFC East matchups as always, and I'm sure there'll be one or two of those in December that'll that'll be. Uh, Important. Yes, you know you 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 know you get your NFC East you know matchup uh, to, to close things out. Um, yeah. I don't, I, I'm trying to think like that was a tough question. We're less than six months out. Because <laughs> 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 I'm about to say the first. I don't know who we open with, and I usually am the guy that looks ahead. But all I know is give me that first weekend of three real hours of Redskin football, and that's the first matchup I can't wait for. Yeah, I mean, I think you know all we do is we just know who we're playing. That's who. That's who we know that we're playing. Um, as someone who go, you know, has been going to games, uh, you know, it's going to be a little bit of a different FedEx experience for for me this year. Um, I guess I'm looking forward to seeing Aaron. I, I you know, the, the uh, Green Bay Packers are coming to FedEx. Um, uh, I, I, we've actually gotten wins against those guys uh, over the years in, in in ways that you know. I mean, we knocked him out of the game. Um, what was it? Uh, it was Kirk's best game in that. Uh, that Jeremy week, so Jarman was that who knocked him out of the game? Something like that. I forget, I forget who it was. He's still signing contracts too. Yeah, he's he's still not killing it. Uh, we we do get the Houston Texans back um, at FedEx. Um, for me, it, a little bit of redemption. I hope they played early in the season when it doesn't you know matter a ton. And hopefully, if JJ can play, uh, if Honey Badger, JJ, Deshaun, if people uh, remember. Andre Johnson caught a very late touchdown over Reed Dowdy in the end zone for that win. Um, I'd love to he avenge tries to that say loss. Reed Dowdy as often as possible. And it just... Dude, it looked like someone was being guarded by their, you know, second grade brother. Um, <laughs> it was not fun. It was not fun. And the whole pe- everybody in the stadium was like, oh my God, I hope he doesn't throw it to Andre because that's happening right, right in front of 65,000 people. Um, and then, of course, you saw it. There's no redemption. You don't come back from that. That's just burnt into your brain for eternity. Just I need to, to be at a at a Redskins Texans game where that doesn't happen, just to prove that it doesn't have to happen to me again. Okay. That's interesting, but you know, I got I know. You. I, I I don't think it's a very you know I, we don't have the AFC. We don't, we don't get Baltimore. Um, you know, we don't have, we do, we, we, the, the road trip, every, the, the uh, popular road trip next year is New Orleans. Um, but who knows oh, when it's going to fall on. Nashville. Tennessee Titans in Nashville. Okay. That is the popular road trip. That's you, what I'm hearing from the, uh, you know, as I'm bartending Sunday football, that's what the boys, there's about 20 of them that go and pick a spot every year and they vote right there in front of everyone. And it, it was, I think it was 17 to three. Heading to Nashville, and you right. know what? Nashville. I went to Nashville last last December, and Sounds I totally agree. And I, you know what? I think we, I think we pack up everything and then head to Nashville. I'm in. Holla at your boy. Hey man, that was as much fun as I've had. My wife and I went down there for four days, three nights. 
You know, usually you leave vacation, you're like, ah, that was good. I could have stayed two more. That hot chicken was flying, and the people were ridiculous. The, the live music is just, I mean, it's just good for the soul, that place. All right, okay. I'll, 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 I'll go. I'll go to Nashville. Fine. Fine. I'll go see us beat Mariota. Yeah, and you're a Mariota guy. I'm a Mariota guy. Uh, I'm glad we haven't had to play him too much. I think next year is going to be the wrong time to play him because I think he's going to have a huge year. But um, and, and also, he was... Well, that's what uh, Pernell McPhee is for, my friend. I hope so, because he was also one of my favorite... That, that, he, he made one of my favorite plays in the NFL postseason, Mariota did. Um, I mean, that, that play was... In, uh, that play is everything you want for your guy. That, and you know who... I Alex never should have said Nashville. <laughs> We're going to Son Nashville. We're going to bring some of that energy back. I mean, Brent, you know what I'm talking about when, when Mariota did the lead block for Derrick Henry in the playoffs. Oh, my gosh. To yeah, like, that was one of the plays of the year. And the Arakpo comes off the sidelines with like three other... You know, Titans uh, defenders, and they adoration. jump on him. And, and he just, leads that franchise. It was unreal. That's what Alex Smith has a way better chance to do exactly. over Kirk Cousins. 100% agree with you. Um, what's our record next year, Brent, now that we have you? Nine the, and seven. Nine? Oh, that's, I love it. I love – thank you very much. I love – I love nine and seven. I'll take nine and seven. Um <laughs> I will, I will. I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna try to to go any further than that. You know what? I want to. I'm, I'm gonna take us out on that because I think that is that is a positive message uh, for for late March, and that's exactly what we need, nice. need in all of our lives right now. Brett, thank you so much for uh, joining us this evening. We appreciate you. Always fun, guys. Yeah, man. We always have a blast hanging out with you, brother. Appreciate it. Check out Burgundy Blog. Check out the way that. We all kind of joined forces for some awesome Redskins conversations. Appreciate you guys ha- hanging out with us for a little bit of a longer. I guess you're snowed in, so if you're if you're if you still have power and Wi-Fi and, and you gave us your your uh, snowed in time, appreciate you guys for that. He's Kevin Ricca. Yeah, thank you guys for everything. T Bird, get get good, man. We'll get those uh, snow tires for next time, and hope you had a good night's sled. Thanks, guys. See ya. Appreciate it. I'm Ken Marangolo. This was the Audible. <laughs>